beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the final episode of season two of the Fast Five Minute Podcast. Thank the Lord above. Thank <laughs> Titanium Valve Springs. This movie is done. Yes. My name is Stone. <laughs> the other also <laughs> very happy co-host uh, that you're hearing. His name's Guard. Uh, Correct. And we're talking about the last mm, about six minutes of this movie. I think yep. is six minutes and then credits of this awful, awful movie from 2003, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, it's episode 20 of season two. Season two's over. Get excited. A better movie's coming up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one, am personally extremely excited. Um, listeners, loyal listeners, if you're curious why we've combined this into a six-minute uh, discussion... <laughs> Instead of our usual five, it's because um, we couldn't possibly have it in us to do a whole nother episode on the last minute of the show. No, no, we no. We hope you'll forgive us there. No, I don't want this uh, season to drag out any longer than it needs to, so we're doing a six-minute episode. We hope you understand. <laughs> that um, being said, Stone as well, let's address a few things. Yeah. You'll notice a suspicious lack of special guest for the finale, <laughs> uh, and you might have been hoping for one from last season's. Stone and I felt um, it would have been pushing our luck <laughs> to try to uh, force any special guest to endure the last six minutes of this god-awful movie, uh, and in, we want to get honesty, it In all honesty, I would have felt... Um... Like we were disrespecting anyone we asked to come on for this episode, and Correct. I didn't want to disrespect anyone that we <laughs> want to be a co- uh, guest host. I feel so, the same. Uh, However, for that reason, <laughs> yes, for that reason, no one will be joining us today. Uh, all expectations dashed. That being said, it's not because we don't have um, some interesting things in the works. I can confirm a tease. I'm not going to say who. Ooh. But a little tease that tease uh, <laughs> that Stone and I have been in talks with uh, sp- some special guests that we're very excited about to have on season one, episode one, or something even earlier uh, to be announced. So that's our tease for the day, Stone. Also, that's our t- uh, tease of the day out of the way. Um, and also, uh, since this is the end of season two, we are going to be taking... A little break. We need it. Like last season, we need to reset our brains into a normal space before we start this dumb thing again for another season. So we'll be back in a couple weeks. I I don't know when. We'll let you know. Don't worry. I I would say a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. This this season has hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. We we need it. Um, But... Another thing to just get out there, yes. get excited, because we are doing Tokyo Drift next, which is a movie that I will put my foot down and say that I like and I think is a fun movie. <laughs> I've and only seen it like three times, but I've, I remember liking it. I saw Tokyo Drift once in sixth grade. Perfect. That's, like, that's a, I don't that's remember a perfect. anything that happens. So uh, as always, I will be coming into this very blind for Tokyo Drift. 
uh, just as the way to we like it. What goes down. So don't worry. Uh, I don't know what happens in this next one. Also, while we're getting all this stuff out of the way, follow us on social medias at the Fast Five Pod. Uh, that's where we're gonna let you know when we're coming back. So correct. If you wanna, if you wanna know, if you wanna be in the know and see our Instagram spicy memes, and Twitter, uh, same you, handle. Yeah, and email us if you feel <clears throat> the need. Same now, Stone, email. Speaking of email, Stone. Yeah. We have uh, what I would describe as a very interesting proposition. <laughs> That was given to us via email recently. I don't know if I've seen this. Really? <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded, so maybe I haven't just forgot. You'll Fairly remember sad. you'll remember a while back uh we solicited opinions on what the fans should be called for yes. the Fast Five Minute Podcast. We did. We had one suggestion which I cared for quite a bit from uh Mr. Boag, friend and fan of the show, Willie. Well, we have a simultaneous suggestion from Braddy Beers, and Braddy uh, is extremely passionate about this. Oh, I did see this. <laughs> did see this email. <laughs> so this this specifically goes out to Willie uh, to respond to, but is not limited to him. Uh, we will certainly accept feedback on the issue. But Brady says. <clears throat> I would like to propose a cage match between myself <laughs> and one William Boag to determine the name of the listeners. Willie's name, of course, being the Fast Five Mulia. Brady's being the Fast Bros. His podcast will sponsor the fight to the tune of seven to ten U.S. dollars. Wow. Big, big money being thrown around here. So we have one fan threatening physical violence against another here. Uh, trial by combat, you know. It's the oldest trial by anything in the book, you know? I agree. Now, while I don't <laughs> doubt uh, Willie's uh, courage in taking Brady on in a cage match, I am concerned about the legality of such a thing. I know uh, some social media stars have had some fights in the past, but I don't know <laughs> if I love the proposition of us pitting fans <laughs> against one another. That seems I don't know. suspicious. <laughs> well, I was going to throw it out there that um, uh, both of them submit a separate video of rock, paper, scissors to us. <laughs> uh, or we could maybe do like an online game of Battleship. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a best two out of three of chess. A chess live stream would be really fun if Brady <laughs> and Willie both know the rules of chess. Uh, that would be great. Um, that we could then post on our socials afterwards. Yeah, that would be. That, that being said, both, all of those seem um, less less work for us than a uh, cage match. Than organizing a cage match, which, which sounds good to me. You know, yeah. all for the least amount of work possible. So, <laughs> kind of my so, thing. That's right. So Brady, William, uh, Willie, <laughs> excuse me, if you would like to accept, uh, please let us know via the channels <laughs> you've already been letting us know things on. Yes, please do. And that just goes to show right into us. We read all of it. We do. And then we talk about it extensively. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of, we have one more email stone. Yes. MV Steve. Uh, I assume most valuable Steve. Get wrecked, other Steves. <laughs> uh, he's been catching up lately, and he has a note for us. 
that I thought okay. was pretty interesting. So I'm going to read it to you and see how you uh, react to that. All right, let's do it. Sorry, I'm a few episodes behind, but when you talk about the ESD, uh, Stone, do you remember the, what that acronym means? Um, electronic Systems Disabler. I got it. Yes, very good. Not working on Brian and then working on the cops and taking out almost all of them. Is it possible that the cops do know, and this was their way of making it look like they are chasing them to keep it realistic, that the cops would be chasing them? It would be a little weird if the cops just didn't ever chase them. So maybe they didn't actually activate all three prongs on purpose. No way. You're giving them too much credit. <laughs> you think this is an outrageous accusation from Steve? I mean, I see where he's... Again, I, I, I understand his thinking, and that would make sense in a well-thought-out script. But that's not what this is, and that's definitely not what happened in this movie. I agree. So I just wrote every law enforcement officer as an idiot in this. Not our thoughts, the writer of this movie's thoughts, and um, that just show it is shown in that scene where they all spin out um in the middle of the road. Yes, to be clear, we um do not think that of police officers. Officer Doug is a friend of the show, and um, I would say easily uh, superior in intelligence to literally every officer ever shown in the Fast franchise, I assume, but certainly the two <laughs> movies I've seen. If Doug was in this movie, he would make it to police chief of Miami in two years minimum. Yeah, at least. <laughs> he would climb the uh, ranks uh, like it was nothing. Officer Doug being in this movie would ruin the movie because the police would just <laughs> easily win. Like they, the case would be solved correctly. Like within Officer minutes. Doug would use his superpower of extremely good common sense. <laughs> yeah, and, of just not and being take a down dumbass. this criminal yeah. in like a weekend. Right, right, right. Yeah. He'd be like, we have how many undercover cops on his team? Oh, 60% of his team? Yeah, I think we can move in. <laughs> um. Anyway, Steve, that's a good thought. I will also say in the same vein, your thing, I think you've thought about it a lot more than the director and writer actually did. So I will say maybe, a huge, huge maybe, but I, <laughs> Stone and I personally think that that wasn't the thought process. Yeah. Too, too smart of, for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Director of the said movie, if you would like to come on the show and defend yourself, we would be all too happy to facilitate that. <laughs> yeah, we would. We won't We won't be mean to you either. Like, if you've just been secretly listening to our show, seething in rage, and you need a chance to respond, we will be cordial to you. Of course we will. We're, we're kind. We're two kind boys. We'll come, I'll go one step further. We'll come back before our break. We'll postpone our special guest for the director of the show. Is that fair, Stone? Um, I think that's very fair. So we know okay. you, we know you're listening. Get at us. That's right. The gauntlet has been laid down. Well, guard. Um, thank you for those emails. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're always on the email game because I seem to be lacking. <clears throat> um, I do a few things around here. Anything else you got off the top? I have a couple things. Just an ad. Okay, yeah. Why don't you get into it? The coveted spot for the season two finale <laughs> ad. Coveted. Everyone wants it. Which is a big earner. Oft <laughs> listen to season two finale. Uh, is brought to us by fans like you. That's right. We didn't sell this spot to anyone. Because we're not corporate shills, despite telling everyone that we were corporate shills beforehand. Uh, we just want to thank... All the listeners really appreciate you guys. 
Really do. We really, really do. Um, appreciate all the ad spots you've bought with your own hard-earned cash. Appreciate your interaction on socials, your emails. Uh, Without you, show... it'd just be me and Guard yelling at each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Into a void. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't like that. <laughs> we would much prefer someone listening to our rantings. And we, would. we would. Uh, like the show or not, we like you. We do. We really do, um, and we appreciate you, and uh, thank you for sticking through this awful movie, and hopefully the next one will be better. <laughs> yeah, please come back. Um, we've done the best we can with this pile of fucking garbage, uh, but we hope to <laughs> see you. we just ask the director to come on our show? <laughs> well, let's, still be honest. let's be honest. The, the dude thinks of this movie as a pile of garbage, too. It's not like he's proud of this. I mean, come on. <laughs> He, he, he would come on the show and be like, wow, this was awful. Yeah, I did a, I fucked up on this one. I mean, come on. Let's be, let's be fair. Yeah, that is pretty fair. If this is his best work, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well. Uh, he probably enough. made a ton of money for that. I mean, oh, dude. the dude's probably way, way, I will guarantee you the dude's way richer than both of us uh, combined. So, I mean, He good used for him. The, the money from this to fund his passion project, and there's no shame in that. Um, I would love to see what he went on to do. Anyway, that's all I had, so go ahead. Well, great. Um, I have a couple things. First mm-hmm. off, um, I, in the in the vein of uh, shout-outs and apologies and recommendations, um, I want to give a small shout-out to NASCAR. This is my short uh, uh, NASCAR 1-2-3 segment. Sure. <laughs> Guard, there's a race tonight. We're recording this on Sunday uh, February sixth. So everyone knows. Me, Stone. There's You've a, gone there's from a race F1. F1 was one thing, but now you're. And I want to. And I want to. And I. And I. This is why I want to give a shout out to NASCAR because I don't give a fuck about NASCAR. It doesn't interest me really at all. Okay. But, but, huge asterisk and a huge but. Um, tonight they're doing their uh first race of the season, which is like an exhibition race. It's not for points, just to get the. They they have new cars, so they're getting them out there. Dude, they are racing in the L.A. Coliseum, the place that's held Super Bowls and Olympics. They and is extremely small for a that is extremely race. small. They made a quarter mile track inside a stadium that houses a football field, and they're gonna race NASCARs there tonight. That's fucking sick. <laughs> so what's the idea? Are they turning way more often, or what? Yeah, it's just like bigger ovals. You kind of. You pin you pin the throttle to the floor, and it's a lot about drafting and like kind of moving up through the field strategically. But on a short track, like these turns are like actual have to slow down and make a sharp turn kind of turn. So it's just more involved driving. Is it going to be a good race? I don't know. Is it going to be interesting? Probably because it's never been done before. It's <laughs> the shortest track that modern NASCARs ever raced on. So okay. cool. Sounds Shout like out to a NASCAR lot of wrecks for... are imminent. Is all oh, saying. dude, it's gonna get uh, the old the old saying of old NASCAR is gonna be very true tonight. And it's if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. There's gonna <laughs> be getting your elbows out, pushing people around. It's gonna be a rowdy time. So I guess if you're a fan of human suffering, <laughs> join the. No NASCAR. one's died in NASCAR <laughs> in a decade. Until tonight. Oh, I'm gonna feel bad if they do, and I'm laughing. Also, I hope no one dies. To be clear, the track is so short that they get up to a blistering top speed of like 70 miles an hour. (laughs) Oh my god! This isn't like Daytona ripping around at like 190. Get on uh, there with your car. 
Um, yeah, no joke. Um, but also, on the topic of cars, I have another yeah. thing, guard. Well, first we asked... of all, before we move on, Stone, should I put a little uh, sports bet on this NASCAR race tonight? Absolutely. Okay, do you have a, an inside line for me, or do you not know it like you know F1? I don't I don't know a goddamn person. I know that the guy on pole was Kyle Busch, and um, sure. having the last name Bush in NASCAR is the best thing you could ever do. Is he sponsored by Bush? Uh, he should be, but he drives an M&M car. Seems like a huge lost opportunity there. Right? That's like having the last name Nike and you play in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, it just prints money. Yeah, seriously. Well, Anyways. Um, I don't think you... Oh, there's NASCAR way down the list. <laughs> anyway, way down the list. Go, I'll look at this now. Go on with your next thing. <laughs> well, my next thing is about my car, Guard. The old yellow Focus. Mm-hmm. We put out a picture. We asked for names, which we got some good names. Um, my good friend Manuel recommended Betty White, which I think is a great name. Because nice. just like Betty White, it may have a couple miles on the old odometer but it'll surprise you and it's also cute as a button so i thought that was a good name mm -hmm. um uh uh someone recommended a uh, pac-man because it looked like pac-man i like that name mm -hmm. um uh my lovely fiance recommended little bird because it's like big bird but it's smaller than big bird so it's little okay. bird that's hilarious actually really, really fun <laughs> I, all I great like names that one a lot um, which I, I'm not going to pick right now because this is a big decision for me to make. It's like naming a child, but sure. one that you can drive. And um, But I'll take them all into consideration. Thank you. But there's a lot of disrespect being thrown around, and I just had, want to address it. Yeah, we also had Geriatric and the Killer Canary <laughs> and the Canary Killer. Ooh, the uh, Canary Killer is a good one. Just from, Just to round out all the suggestions so you know what to pick from. Um, but guard, there's some disrespect on mm -hmm. my car, and I think it's from the fact that people don't know that it's a cool car, it, which is fair, you know, it's from near 20 years ago, they don't know, um, but some people said that it looked like a knockoff Volkswagen Beetle, when some people, when they were shown pictures, said, ew, why? <laughs> and I just wanna, they said I just ew? want to, yes, they did, and I just want to, you know, uh, uh, correct everyone yeah. and let them know how cool it is. So, guard. Yeah. Mm. New bit. <laughs> new bit. Yeah, um, sure. Each week, I'm going to come with a fact about my car, proving oh, that it's cool, and explain to the audience and, in turn, you, because you're you're the ears of the audience at this exact moment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to explain to you why my car is cool, and then each week, you either, you and the audience have to decide whether it's cool or if I need to give another fact. <laughs> And either you're going to admit that my car is cool, or I'm going to run out of facts, whichever happens first. Now, Stone, I think, <laughs> are you planning on doing this and F123? Well, F1 doesn't start for a couple weeks. I, I'm hoping I can convince the audience before then, but if not, maybe. A couple not, weeks, it maybe. will be ap after our break. A couple months. So it'll, okay, okay. I actually don't know when. I was going to say, I might have to limit you to one or the other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. To a listening base. That's fair, but um, I need to, I need to defend my car because it's been getting unfairly um shit on. Sure, sure. That's uh, yeah. All right. So, would you like to hear the first uh, reason why my car is cool, guard and the audience? I would love to. Yeah. My Mark One first generation Ford Focus is cool because it was a world rally beast in the early two thousand. 
Guard, are you aware of world the World Rally Championship? I couldn't say that I am Stone. It's like it's the it's the pinnacle of rally car, which is like racing on dirt roads through the countryside, and it's the World Rally Championship because the stages are on different continents all around the world, like hills of Italy or Africa or New England or New Zealand, ripping cars way too fast through the forest. It's maybe the coolest form of automotive sport because it's insane. Um, but not only was the Ford Focus RSWRC a rally beast, it was driven by two greats, one being Carlos Sainz Sr., a two-time World Rally Championship winner, and the father of, guard, you know this? No. Uh, he's, Carlos Sainz Sr. is the father of Carlos Sainz Jr., right? Uh, of Remember? Course, of course. Who uh, is? Have, who, who is? Who is an F1 driver? For Ferrari, you got it. You got you nice. got there. You got there. Great. So the the father of Carlos Sainz Jr., current Ferrari driver, and Colin McRae, who is also a World Rally Champion, and he's like the Tony Hawk of rally car, as in he has a video game named after him, um, and is like the he he made it popular in the early two thousands, like Tony Hawk made skateboarding popular, mm-hmm. um. The car they drove and my car couldn't be further apart. <laughs> Theirs is all-wheel drive. It's turbocharged. It's made of almost entirely carbon fiber. Um, it's a rocket ship that kind oh. of looks like a Ford Focus. Wow. Okay. But it is a Ford Focus Mark One, and um, that and it, my car is similar to that World Rally car. Therefore, it is cool. <laughs> And I'm supposed to judge if you if this is cool or if next well, is, episode you, I want a new fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and the audience, because to be fair, it was the it, you weren't the one being mean about my car. It was the audience. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'm going to uh, pretend to be the audience now. Then, okay. so yeah, yeah. To you be can clear, speak for them. I think they'll allow that. Yes, personally, I think that's pretty cool, Stone. Okay. Uh, Audience-wise, that's lame, dude. We're gonna need another fact <laughs> <laughs> next next time. All right, all right, man. I guess I'll come next time with another fact. Um, I'm strapped. But fact number one: my car can be a rally car if I throw a bunch of money and carbon fiber at it. Yeah. So think yeah. about that, audience. I think that's cool. <laughs> but the audience are being dicks to you right now. Thank you. Um. Stone, I don't. Uh, hey, hey, man. They just don't. Oh, they just oh, don't oh. get it. They just don't get it, man. They just don't get it. Yeah, they're not dicks. They just don't get it. They just. They just don't know. Well. Um. Stone. Before we get into it, I do have two more things that just came up. Two more. Audience. They're they're quick. I promise. Okay, but okay. audience. Um. If you're wondering why we're taking so long to get into us, it's because nothing fucking happens in the end. So don't worry <laughs> about it. It's going to take like five minutes to discuss. Per but, usual, not much happens. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I do have some interesting bets that I am willing to put one between one and five dollars on per okay. your guidance here. Okay, let's go. I think the f- most fun one that's being offered right now is the Bush Bros parlay. Any either Bush brother to win Kyle or Kurt, I didn't realize there's more than one, is plus oh, I forgot I didn't know that too. <laughs> yeah, they're plus four twenty five to win. Uh, so if either of them win, $1 pays 5 That's not bad. 2 pays 10 etc. Or I could do something pretty, um, I don't know, uh, ill-advised, you could say, and take, <laughs> like, 
like uh, BJ McLeod to win at plus 17,000 odds. $1 would pay 171 By the way, if you need gambling help, call the gambling help line. Don't gamble if you're under 18, etc., etc. Etc., etc. Don't gamble, officially. Uh, we're not encouraging anyone. I just happen to be doing it now. I think you should put $1 on the Bush Bros. I agree. And $1 on another driver of your choosing. That um, has pretty wild odds. That has odds. Some, some wild odds. Yeah, I agree. I think okay. that might be the play. Great. I will do so um, and tweet out my winnings and never speak of it again if I lose, uh, as is the tradition in gambling. Uh, yes, secondly, <laughs> secondly, I looked up the director. John Singleton is his name. He directed Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. <laughs> how? What? How did he go from this to that, dude? Oh, Boys in the Hood was like it was first. Way yeah, it was like it was like ten years before this. He just lost every ounce of talent between then and now. That's disappointing, John. I mean, or he was just trying to get motherfucking paid. He was for trying to get movie. that money, and he. I mean, I'm not gonna blame him for this bad movie because it's a shit sequel to a shit original. Like, yeah, what more could enough. he have done? Like. At this point, it is not the franchise it was, it is now. It was a sequel to a mediocre cult movie, you know? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, uh, so, John, maybe we've been too harsh on you. Maybe we have. But uh, He also did uh, the reboot of Shaft. Yeah, I saw that, too. Um, I didn't see that one, so I can't comment on it. I didn't see the movie. Bubba Wallace he, seems like a NASCAR name, right? Bubba Wallace, yeah, he's the uh, only black driver to ever win a NASCAR race. Okay, two at plus 10,000 odds it is. Yeah, dude, I, yeah, I, Bubba Wallace is a name I know. Let's go Bubba. Okay, that also, is in. What a what a great NASCAR name, Bubba Wallace, are you That's kidding? That's exactly what I was thinking. Are I had, you kidding? Yeah, I had no idea who he was, but Bubba Wallace is a hell of a NASCAR name. No, it really is. It That's really solely is. what my decision was based on. So let's go, Bubba. Let's go, Bubba. <laughs> All right, Stone. We we fucked her out enough. <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. Right, would you like to tell us how this five minutes began or how this dumb movie ended? <laughs> In my notes, I just looked at. I look at my first and last line is how I choose these to to see if I wrote down anything funny. So I'll take ending. Okay. My last note I wrote down for this one was possibly the worst movie ending of all time, question mark. Um, yes. So uh, that's how it ends. Yeah. And and it starts with um, Verone telling Monica to go downstairs in his boat. That's go true. down his boat stairs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, give we us jump a little back something. In. We jump back in. Just a quick rundown of what has happened in this movie Brian and Roman are criminals that have been uh, coerced by Homeland Security to do an undercover operation to catch an international drug dealer in returns for clearing their criminal record. At this point, they have got the money, done a long drive with cops afoot, and uh, delivered the money to the bad guy at his boat, which he took onto his boat and then announced that they were supposed to be killed. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Roman shows up and says, it's Barstow, baby, which I thought about after the fact, 
Be, he hits him with his car because he's a demolition derby driver because <laughs> he did a demolition derby in Barstow. Right, car. Right, How did right, we forget? Right. <laughs> right. And then now they're like, what are we going to do? They're on a boat. We're in a car. And that's where we start. Indeed. Um, now, <sighs> Stone, I will remind the audience that my prediction of this movie ended uh, or my hope the movie would end with a car being launched into a helicopter. You did. Um, not that cool, but close-ish? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this movie ends with Brian and Roman launching their car into- Whoa, spoilers! Oh, oh, oh! What do you want? <laughs> what are we- are you, this... Well, we have to talk about what leads up to that first. Verone tells Monica <laughs> to go downstairs. Sure. And then Brian it's pretty obvious, and Roman. Man, I don't think anyone's surprised. <laughs> and then Brian and Roman goes, I don't I hope you're not gonna do what I think you're gonna do. We're in a car and they're in a boat. And Brian says, Hold on. And then they launch their car into a boat. <laughs> yeah. Well Roman also goes, Car boat. Car boat. And the audience I'm really is thinking like, it through. We get at, it, at a, dude. Yeah. At a second grade reading level, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then they do indeed launch their car into, I wouldn't say into, by the way. I would say they launch their car on top of uh, the mega yacht that Verone's driving around. Yeah, and let's talk about the launch of the car onto the mega yacht. Yeah, let's please do that. because. So the wow. boat is was in like a little canal thing, and it seems to be going out towards the ocean. Yes. Presumably. So they're uh, what's the plan there, by the way? Because they're not getting away. I mean, there's like quite a bit of uh, water between here and like international waters, and also, yeah. um, like we can the authorities can still get drug dealers in international water. It's not like he makes it to the ocean and he's in the clear. Like we I have, have no a idea. special drug submarine that like intercepts boats for that explicit I... purpose. Now it's really cool. They... I saw a documentary. Regardless if. Brian's plan worked or not, um, Verone would have got caught. I don't for know sure. what. The... For sure. And <laughs> well, he would have got caught so... with like a murder as well on because he was. So the plan is to kill uh, Monica, right? Well, Brian says, and again, this is just Brian making wild assumptions and then acting on them with yeah, no sure. like rhyme or reason. He <laughs> says, if Verone sees a helicopter or the Homeland Security, he's gonna kill Monica. Why would he do why? that? Yeah. Why, why would he do would that he if he's already that? caught? Why would he just like, it's like well, himself might as well murder, add murder to the <laughs> to the yeah? Rap, might like... as well add up one more charge. Like so, that's just an asinine way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. And then also, Brian's plan is I'm gonna ramp my car onto this boat. Do you know that there's a ramp at the end of this road, or do you? Is there a 90% chance that you're just going to fall into the ocean and you got really lucky? <laughs> right, exactly. Because there's a perfect ramp at the end of this, so he got very lucky. Um, what should have happened is him just crashing his really nice Camaro <laughs> into the ocean as the boat drives away. Correct, yeah. They're in like a, yeah, like a canal is the best way to put it. It's like a river, but it leads to the ocean, so I think it's technically a canal. Is that how it works? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So and I don't know ocean terms, but they're in like what looks to uh, landlocked boys as a river. Um, and and how how far? I just want. I'm looking at the freeze frame, frame right now. How far and how high do you think he jumped his 69 Camaro? 
Oh, which man. notoriously not a very light car, a pretty not made for jumping. Yeah, a pretty like considerable distance. I would it's say it's at least oh one two three four five like six seven car lengths long, and I bet he's I don't know forty feet in the air. Just hawks <laughs> this Camaro and just sticks the landing as perfect as he could have. How he judged his speed, his ramp angle. I don't know, but uh, this goes back to my long-running theory that cars in this film series Are have magic. their own consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no way Brian's smart enough that he could have made that those calculations himself. It had to have been in uh, the will of the car. Some sort of magic car. Now, yeah. Stone, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be surprised to hear this. That the logic there of like just him like luckily finding the ramp, I actually don't have a problem with. <laughs> no. I'm cool with, and because the whole point of this movie is to have, like, fun, right? And the audience, so the yeah. audience, like, wants to see, like, dumb shit like that, which yeah. I've accepted now. I know in the past I've gone on record of berating <laughs> them over and over and over every single episode up until this point with how their logic is really dumb, but I get it now. This movie is super dumb. It's not for dumb people. It's just for any kind of person to check out of their lives for a while and have really dumb fun, right? Yeah. Therefore, my issue doesn't come with the immaculately placed ramp and jump. My issue comes with the fallout of said jump. Oh, <laughs> it, that's you're absolutely right. I was talking about the ramp because I just imagined in the real world him just slowly sinking yeah, into the ocean as the right. boat gets away. Which fair enough. But you're 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 absolutely right. Where everything that happens on the boat is somehow worse than the thought of jumping a 69 muscle car 50 plus feet and landing it perfectly on a boat yeah so everything logic, after logic that of is that dumber. aside it's it's boring it's awful i mean it's dumber okay. it's agreed it's dumber and it's also crazy not interesting crazy boring what happens so 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 they land on the boat and they're both like land oh. on being the key word they don't i mean so i mean you would think with a movie like this the optimal thing with a boat being impaled by a car is the car like exploding the boat right but we can't sure. do that because monica is in it and the guys are in the car yes. so they literally land on top of the boat doing like minor damage to just the very top portion of the yacht i mean like maybe like a few thousand dollars worth of damage. They like hit some of the railings off. Is all. Yeah. yeah, and now and now there is a car on this boat. Right. It was like it was meant to like, like the way it's on there is that it looks like the car or the boat had like a car slot where it's supposed to fit in nicely. It does like no damage. Um. Also, when they land, somehow a jet ski goes flying off the boat, and I couldn't ever figure out where the <laughs> jet ski came from. <laughs> So who knows? Yeah, who knows? But they're on the boat. Roman's like, "Oh, I think my arm's broken." Brian's holding his head because of he's probably concussed, horribly like, concussed, no doubt. They just did a, an awful stunt, <laughs> and then they're looking through the windshield, and up walks Verone. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, uh oh, because he has a fucking shotgun, and they're in like a terrible way right now. He has a shotgun that he's pointing at them, and he's in. I like eye line of them. He can see them both. Yeah. And instead of shooting them like a, a criminal would, mm -hmm. he just waits a bit and looks at them 
and gives him enough time for Brian to grab a gun and shoot him instead. <laughs> yeah, and to be clear, when Stone says he's an eyeline and could shoot them, he literally has the shotgun pointing at him before either of them touch their own gun. Which, yeah. How... So he waits for them <laughs> to know, pick up a gun, aim it at him, and get shot before he shoots. So then he pulls the trigger after he's already been shot, and it of course misses. What the fuck, man? Uh, is this his first time ever doing a crime? Is is yeah. he all show? Like, is he more used to a rat than a shotgun, so he didn't know what to do with it? Like, what is going on? Why didn't he murder them? Uh, that would have made sense. <laughs> yeah, this is the same guy, as Stone just mentioned, that purposely had a rat tear through a man's intestines. And he can't pull the trigger of a shotgun to prevent himself from being shot in the shoulder. Bizarre. Bizarre. Brian shoots him. He falls back. And then luckily, Monica's there. And she grabs the shotgun and puts it on Verone. And is like, I got you now. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's... <laughs> Let's let's, let's think about that for a second. Right. We know for a fact that there's at least one other random henchman of Verone's on this boat Correct. with an assault rifle. Uh, literally Where the fuck rifle is he? Led her previously to remind everyone, led her downstairs in the boat to lock her up assault rifle first, pointed at her the whole time. So so weird to believe that in the time of her being led downstairs and this boat landing on the roof, which is, I don't know, less than a minute, she was able to subdue this grown man with an assault rifle and escape, but didn't bring the assault rifle with her. She left it downstairs because she doesn't show up with a gun. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she somehow got, that's a great point. She somehow got away from him, but decided, I mean, in, in like in doing so, destroyed the assault rifle somehow, because why else would she not bring it up on the boat with her? But do you know what actually happened in this situation? The writer and director forgot that they put another person on this boat and then just That's didn't correct. include him in this scene. That's absolutely <laughs> what happens. No doubt in my mind. Dude. Which is insane because they introduce the guy with a gun. We see him in multiple scenes before they get on the boat, when they get on the boat, on the boat. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Do you know, are you familiar with the phrase Chekhov's gun? <laughs> no. There's a principle in screenwriting that it's like a mortal sin. Oh, uh, if you show a gun, someone needs to get killed by it, right? Someone needs to at least use the gun or it needs to be addressed. So, and it's, so the reason I bring it up is because um, it's for everything. So, like, if you show a, if you take a long time for your camera to pan on, like, any object that wouldn't normally be there. Like should, a statue of Confucius, for example. Correct. You should then have that play <laughs> a part later in the movie. Uh, in this case, it's literally a gun that they don't later do anything with. It's it's not just Chekhov's gun; it's Chekhov's armed henchman. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so in this dumb. point. Like this movie is so lazy. This is another reason why I I personally enjoy bad movies because they really keep you on your toes because mm -hmm. they don't follow any rules. They'll take like. Just the most basic filmmaking principles like that, and not only throw them out the window, but like tear them in half and spit in your face and then throw them <laughs> yeah, out the window. Purposely and, like, overt them. 
it really keeps you on your toes if you're like looking for shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, where is this guy? Mm-hmm. He might have just taken a nap. I don't know. Maybe he's taking a shit. Who knows? <laughs> but he's not here, and he never shows back up. Yeah, uh, no, we never see him again in the movie. Even when um, fucking uh, Verone gets arrested at the end, spoiler alert, uh, we still don't see the henchman. So I don't know what happened to him. So after everything we've gone through in this entire movie, minute and a half, it's over. They jump their car and then shoot him. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the whole buildup was going to this. They peacefully <laughs> land their car on top of this thing. And that's all. Like then, then the good guys win. Yeah. So the so climax they shoot of him. the movie happens in like I would say like twenty seconds. Honestly, dude, you blink and you miss it. Yeah, literally. I mean, like really close to that. So then, after Monica gets the shotgun and points at him, they I'm sure they say some sort of catchphrase like "You're going down." And then cut the 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 police are here and they're on land. Mm-hmm. It's over. Everything's the, over. The guys stormed the boat. They somehow drove the the or excuse me, captain the boat back to land with a boat on top of it. So I don't know. Yeah, how where's they... that scene of Brian going like, "I've never, I've, I've never driven a boat before, bro." Yeah. Roman, you do this, and Roman's like, "My arm's broken." Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no where's idea. Where's that how they hilarious got scene? Yeah. <laughs> but the cops show up. Um, uh, Roman makes a hilarious joke about how Verone's going to be raped in jail. So that's awesome. Don't drop the soap, big homie. Yeah, really good stuff there. And then really good uh, stuff there. And then Roman proceeds to remind us that he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the asshole cop that um has made it all the way from the airstrip to here, um, he says, "Hey, thanks, guys. You know, there's only the three bags of uh cash, right?" And they're like, "Yep, our record's clean, right?" And he goes, "Yep, you held up your part of the deal." And then Roman goes to the car and pulls out three more bags of cash and says, I guess we're even now. Why did he do that? <laughs> I have no idea. They made a big point in um, reminding the audience Roman still had money and were like leading us to believe he's going to keep it. Like the whole scene's point was him denying that there is any more money. Literally, I mean, like no seconds later, literally within the next second, he pulls the rest of the money out and said, never mind, here's this as well. It's like character development for Roman. Like, oh, he used to steal stuff, but now he's not. But, like, why wouldn't he steal that? It's, like, the only thing that's worth stealing in this entire movie. Yeah. And he could have got away with it, like, for yeah. free. They were totally fine letting him keep that money. But he gives it back to him because, like, apparently he's a good call or a good guy and making a good call. Right. Um, so whatever. We're, so we're, like, um, the audience is, like, Okay, yeah, that tracks. Like Roman Roman has changed. Um it was a really weird way that they that they did that, but okay, yeah, he's changed. He's, I guess he's Roman's giving changed. the money back. Roman's a good guy now. Awesome. Psych. Great. Uh Big psych. cue the very next scene. Uh Brian and Roman have both stolen large amounts of the money from the duffel bags. They're walking away, and they're like, I think we should start a shop in Miami, which, thinking forward in these movies, I'm (laughs) fairly certain doesn't happen. They both (laughs) say, I think we're going to stick around Miami for a while. Again, fairly sure that doesn't happen either. Mm -hmm. And he goes, how are we going to start a shop, Brian? And Brian goes, because I stole some money. And then Roman goes, well, I stole money, too. 
well, if you're okay stealing a little bit of money, why wouldn't you be okay stealing a full bag of money? Exactly. How is this character development? Why would you make a big deal of Roman giving back the rest of the money and then immediately undercut it with him having stole some of the money? And then, and because we're trying to get like two payoffs, we're trying to be like Roman has changed into a good guy. Also, ha ha, cops are dumb. We got (laughs) our heroes got away with stealing money. Those two things are in direct confliction with each other. But they're not smart for getting away with money because they could have gotten away with so much more money, but they just gave it back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's Um, also between those scenes. Uh, Bilkins and Monica shows up, and Monica goes, it was nice working with you, and then she goes, see you around, Connor, O'Connor, mm-hmm. and then that's the end. That's the last time we ever see those characters, I'm sure. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And then they steal their money, and then credits. That's the end of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> that's fucking it. That's the whole thing. Which is why I wrote in my notes, worst movie ending ever, because I have no satisfaction whatsoever. There was no payoff. Dude, dude think of the payoff in the last movie. For as, as much fun as we'd like to make of that movie, like, the first the last movie is quarter, demonstrably better than this one. Yeah, the last movie, like, they have that final quarter mile after Jesse gets shot down and Dom's facing certain jail time and they make it past the train only for the truck to flip him and then brian gives him his car as like a final goodbye to his now friend like an emotional yeah and it's like okay like there's things like even though you don't know what happens at the end of that movie like there's emotions and there's there's i don't know things happen and like characters make connections that they hadn't before we care what they choose to do at the end we finished our mission and we stole some money. <laughs> yeah. I've changed because I don't steal money, but I stole some money. Like, what the fuck, man? Also, so my last note on this, and I just want to talk about this as we finish out talking about this movie and hopefully never think about it again, mm-hmm. is just how many things in this movie um didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter in the slightest towards like the greater story or the greater whatever this was right right right. right. because like the opening scene was that street race Mm -hmm. i mean it it served as a way to introduce us to like tej and like suki and the other drivers but like it didn't matter because you know nothing nothing of of consequence happened during that race other than establishing we're in miami and we still like to race cars brian's good at driving now um, the whole the whole drag race against <clears throat> the muscle car boys didn't matter. No, because I was thinking about this. Could have just asked Tej to borrow two of his cars. Yeah, we know Tej has dozens of cars at his auto Dude, shop. We that literally he owns. Sp- a pivotal part of the final climax of the movie is like fifty cars driving out of a garage. Any one of those could have been their getaway car. Yeah. Um, and and now that you th- now that we're talking about it. They chose two cars that stuck out in that crowd like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah. In a crowd of mid to early 2000s import tuner cars, they were the only two 60s, 70s muscle cars. Right. Exactly. Awful plan. Yeah. Fucking horrible plan. Really bad. Um, uh, remember when Monica kissed Brian? And then she mm-hmm. just leaves here. Like, there's no furthering she says, of that Bye. relationship. Yeah. She goes, 
nice working with you. See a coworker. Mm-hmm. Was she just horned up because she got to tell someone that their life was in danger? Like what? What was? I have no idea what the romantic. I mean, it was really weird. Yeah, I have no idea. I think the point was just like we need a little romance because this is a movie. I guess so. We got shown Roman um, being in Barstow. I guess that I guess that comes back when he crashed his car at the end. But again, like, <laughs> didn't really matter. No, not really. Like, it, it's it's insane how this movie was as long as it was, and like n- almost nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, I'm telling you, is like extremely boring most of the movie. And all the things that happened are, yeah, so inconsequential that, like, you could have cut them out and the movie wouldn't have changed at all. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Let's look at some positives, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's do it. The acting was all right. I mean, it was pretty good, I would say, for some of them. The, the, uh, the best part of this was Roman, Brian, Tej, DJ. and uh, uh, Johnny the Mechanic. Yeah, correct. Um, the guy <clears throat> Monica played... wasn't a bad actor. I mean, she's obviously a good actress. Yeah. But the chemistry between Brian and Roman was probably the best part. They Certainly. they seem to be enjoying themselves goofing around together, and if nothing else, good for Paul Walker and fucking Tyrese. Right, yeah. They gotta goof around and get a bag. Yeah, I uh, cringe to think um, how much money they made on this movie. Jesus Christ. They but... underused the fuck out of Ludacris because he's another great <laughs> yeah, part that barely gets any play in this. Ludacris has so much charisma and he's so fun to watch on screen and he's in this for two scenes. And I'm like, Oh, there's also a throwaway line from Bilkins that said, We took care of your decoys, mm-hmm. free and clear. So good to know that <laughs> good to know that Tej and Suki aren't rotting in a prison. <laughs> it's nice to know. I'm glad they sprinkled that in for the for the audience that was worried <laughs> yeah, about Suki yeah. and Tej. They're they're free and clear. Oh, Nice, hell yeah. Um, yeah, really. Oh, also, um, Verone's apparently getting out of prison soon. Oh, yeah, that's what Brian says, because Brian says, you know he's going to kill you when he gets out. And Roman goes, he's not going to get out, right? Brian's like, he's for sure going to get out. Is he going to? <laughs> I don't know why he would, to be honest, but I get maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll come back in a later movie. I guess, I guess. Um, let's take some let's take some guesses on who's gonna come back in later movies because you have seen um nine uh which one was that the most the recent one we one? saw in theaters what was it called f9 <laughs> oh uh yes that's right i <laughs> you have know, seen everyone's F9. favorite keyboard key yeah um so do you think bilkins is gonna come back between now and f9 i doubt it what about Verone? Fuck no. Monica? No, definitely not. Brian? Yes. Uh, uh, Roman? Yeah, obviously, yes, to both of those. Uh, Tej? Yes, I know he comes back. Suki? Definitely not. Um, Johnny the Mechanic? Jimmy the Mechanic? Uh, much to my chagrin, definitely not. Um... Who else? Who else? <laughs> Either Slapjack or Orange Julius. Definitely neither of those guys, for sure. Um, 
What about um, the asshole cop that no one liked? No, definitely not. I think uh, what I'm basing this on is this movie was so fucking awful. They've got a clear house with everyone except the main characters. They they stripped it of everybody but the necessities yeah. and only kept stripped them. it down yeah. to the very core. Um, Which okay. they were right to do because this was they so right so fucking bad. I mean, right to do, but I'm gonna be bummed when we don't see Bilkins ever again. This might be the last appearance of Bilkins. Uh, yeah, I assume which bums us out because he's other than no, other Bilkins than Brian, he's the only he's the only character that's carried over both movies. Yeah, that's true. So may, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back in like a cameo or something. Oh, dude, let's okay. Let's remember Bilkins real quick. In remembrance, shout out in remembrance to Bilkins. Um, you wore cool shirts. You you were kind of a dick in the first movie, but you really came around in the second. Funny in this. Yeah, one, funny. Yeah, he uh, he's a good time, and um, we you you may be gone, but you won't be forgotten <laughs> on this if podcast. He is gone. I to be clear, I podcast. don't know. I don't know either, but I don't remember him coming back. But we're gonna we're gonna say that he's gone. So when he does come back, we can be fucking hyped about it. That's true. Uh, what did well, we make that's a joke about return? Oh, it was Bilkins, wasn't it? <laughs> we yeah. we led with Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel apparently back sometime. I don't think he's in Ooh. Tokyo Drift. Well, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't in these movies. Besides, I guess Vin Diesel or his agent are really good at reading scripts and seeing that this was going to be a disaster. Let's see. Um, let's see what Vin Diesel was doing. Um, at this time. So this movie came out in 2003. Mm -hmm. And Tokyo Drift, I'm guessing, came out a couple years Mm -hmm. after that. Sure. (laughs) So putting all those things... Putting all those things together, let's see what Vin Diesel was doing in 2003. In 2003, he made... Oh, in 2002, he made Triple X. So he was making a better movie while this was going on. Um, and he was also in the Chronicles of Riddick, <laughs> which definitely isn't a... It's not an uh, awesome movie, but it's better than this one. I don't know if it is. Have you seen the Chronicles of Riddick? It's been a long time, to be fair. Um, that's the middle one. Um... Is it interesting at all? It is, but in, okay, like, a, better a battlefield one. Earth kind of way. If it's interesting at all, it's better than this movie. Okay. He was making, and that's also a passion passion project that like he created. So good for him. Yeah, he was doing his own thing, um, and then he made the Pacifier, which I'm gonna go oh, out on God. a limb and say is a pretty okay movie. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it for a really long time. And then Tokyo Drift was in 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he did Babylon AD in 2008. Wow. So a bunch of not great movies. Yeah. So he might as well have been in these. Fuck. He might have. He might as well. But you know, he had to stretch his legs and um, really see where he fit in. Mm-hmm. And after doing a couple sci-fi movies, he realized that he should just do Fast and the Furious until he dies. <laughs> he realized these are f- sci-fi movies. I might as well have yeah. these. The cars <laughs> yeah. can fly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, well, Stone, before we sign off, by the way, I did some research on the side because I made the comment this was one of the worst movies of all time earlier. Okay. Um, are the wor- excuse me, the worst endings of all time. I, I, listeners, I realize that there's much worse movies than this, trust me. But um, ending only wise. Uh, so spoiler alert, if you hear something that you haven't seen yet, tune out for just a little bit. 
um, Signs is oft promoted as the worst ending ever. Are you familiar? Um, I haven't seen it, but I'm uh, I'm aware. I'm familiar with how it ends. <laughs> I mean, so I'm just going to say it. So spoiler for you as well. Oh, I know. Um, the premise of Signs, listeners, if you haven't seen it, is that aliens are attacking. And uh, you find out at the end of the movies, uh, the aliens can be killed by water. Yeah, they they the aliens can kill be killed while by water, and they came to Earth. That's almost entirely water. Um, A planet that's made of water, uh, that's what can kill the aliens. So that that ending, I would say, is worse than this one. Do you have any well, that stand but, out? <laughs> so while you're talking that, I literally googled worst movie endings of all time, and I got a BuzzFeed article. And instead of talking about the endings, I want to talk about how fucking stupid BuzzFeed is. <laughs> We're off the rails. Stick around if you want, everyone. Stone and I are going off the rails. Movie endings people think are so bad. They're basically a slap in the face to audience is the title of this BuzzFeed article. And let me give you some of these horrible endings. <laughs> Interstellar. What? What? Hereditary. What? What? Baby Driver. <laughs> What? <laughs> They're just Uncut listing really gems. good movies. What? <laughs> All four of those you've said so far are awesome movies with good endings. I think BuzzFeed might be stupid. I think they might be actual idiots. Wow, who wrote that? I might block whoever wrote that on Google. That's the worst take I've ever heard. Hey, Allie Hayes. Fuck you, oh, Allie Buzzfeed Hayes. Staff. Jesus, that's that's Awful, horrific. awful article. Awful article. Really bad effort, Allie. Really not good. Really not good. Um, anyways, this movie does have an awful ending. I think the the part about this ending that's awful is, um, it really nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Like, they shoot a guy who should have shot them, and then it's over. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's so fast, too. It's like, whatever, eh, whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. This article lists Titanic, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> another... Um, Wait, how does that one end? Do they claimed. do they all survive, or does the boat go down? <laughs> Kate wins the. Don't survive. don't tell me I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Have you actually not seen Titanic? No, I've absolutely seen Titanic. Okay, I think their point is that Leo dies. But so let's address that now. You everyone, you you've been in Stone and Guard off the rails. This is a new segment that just happened right now. <laughs> um, let's address Titanic because people piss me off with this point as well as well as. Uh, director james cameron leo could not have gotten on the fucking thing at the end of titanic okay it's not about the space for him on the door everyone's like oh leo could have could have got on the door too kate winslet's a bitch no she's not it's a really beautiful romantic ending where leo sacrifices himself for kate and it's about the weight distribution people it's not about if there's room on there duh Duh. Leo couldn't have got on it because they both would have sunk and died. Yeah, he would have he would have tipped it over in his struggle to get on, which would have got knocked her off, and then she never would have been able to get back on, and they both would have died. Correct. It couldn't hold up both of their weights. He couldn't have got on it. Okay, everyone. My favorite part is they have a hilarious take, (laughs) hipster take on the end of Titanic. James Cameron was right. As well, Stone. I agree. He tested it. They did the scene real life with the actual door, and he tested it. He put both of them on it 
to make sure his ending was accurate, and the door sunk. Go off. I agree with everything. Everyone that's that thinks they have a great take. Titanic's a good movie, dude. My favorite scene from Titanic is when that guy jumps off the boat and fucking nails the propeller. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what a funny thing to you, say you're after like, my ranting about the door at the end. You don't think it's going to go that far and it goes that far. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, this movie was bad. Oh, I feel right, bad. Right. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll maybe have something in the meantime, um, but we'll be back. We promise. And when we come back, one way <laughs> or the other, we're, we will, I promise you, we do have a special guest on the next one. Yes. And it's weird and wild. It has. It's something that's completely unrelated to what we're doing. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be really fun to get some takes multiple. Hmm. Who could it be? Hmm. Uh, some takes on who, from who will be joining us. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not going to say anything more, but, uh, I'm looking forward to season three. Me too. <clears throat> um, well guard, uh, this, this five minutes is over, which means this movie is over, which means we only have one more thing before we round out this season. Do you have any other stuff? Oh boy. Boy, it's a special other stuff. It's the end of season two other stuff. Um, I have, I have to, some if you need to think on it real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me think because I need to use, I didn't realize uh, how important this one would be, so I want to use my <laughs> position wisely. Um, my first other stuff is I wa- watched through all of the Book of Boba Fett. It just finished. Um, did you watch, Guard? Uh, yes, I'm caught. Wait, 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 wait. Is there, there's a new one out right now? There's uh, there's been six episodes. I don't know if you've seen all six. I'm caught up on all six. Yes. Okay. Um, it ends with that one guy going to that one place to meet up with the group of people at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I just want to say that uh, the last two episodes may be the best Star Wars television that have ever come out. They, it, I'm. It's not a joke to say they were the highlight of both of the weeks that they came out because they got me so fucking amped about Star Wars. Yeah, you and they I brought have back, uh, strangely not talked about this yet. Um, no, dude, they brought back characters from the animated Clone Wars, which I'm such a big fan of, and they like, they just, oh, it was so good. They were so good. It was like peak Star Wars, and it just got my little nerd soul excited, and um, it was awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, they were really fun. I've seen a lot of like douchey takes online where um, like super fanboys think they're uh being like controversial and saying that it, it sucks it's not true the no it's it's awesome yeah, it's incredible the series is really really fun as someone <clears throat> who uh has cried in a theater because of star wars on multiple occasions i'm gonna say they were awesome <laughs> i think to be honest with you i think most of the um this might be a controversial thing but i think most of the bad reviews are from um dudes that are uncomfortable with uh them their manhood or uncomfortable with uh women being powerful all the bad reviews <laughs> i'm seeing are like um why does boba fett get saved by a woman or why is the assassin it's all the people that review bombed uh captain marvel because yeah. women incels yeah. basically to <laughs> yeah. summarize yeah. the bad reviews are all from incels and and fuck those guys this series does if you like st- if you like star wars go you you'll love them i agree they're great yeah, yeah it's really um good. and then the other thing I watched, Guard, 
and I talked to you a little bit about this, is um, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yes. Don't spoil it. I've never seen it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm an English major. <laughs> I know exactly what happens in Macbeth. Hilarious joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. I loved it. It's a black and white, uh, hyper artsy A24 retelling of Macbeth. That I would recommend, in yeah, in theaters. That I would recommend to almost nobody. <laughs> would you recommend it to me? I would recommend it to you because I know you're a bit of a Shakespeare boy. Yeah, I am. But I'll tell the audience this much: that um, if you think it's an adaptation of Shakespeare, where they take the writing of Shakespeare and kind of modernize it, uh, you will be uh in a bad way, like I was at the beginning of the movie. Wait, where tell the me first... again. Tell me, say that again one more time. Well, the first, I sat down for the movie. All I knew is I saw screenshots from it. It's black and white. It's gorgeous cinematography, gorgeous movie. And it's by one of the Coen brothers. And it's a, and a 24 movie. So I was like, all right, I'm in regardless of what this is. Um, the first scene, the back and forth is like uh, delivered as it was written by Shakespeare. Nice. And I got none of it. That's awesome. <laughs> it went so far over my head. I had to like really concentrate to like understand <laughs> yeah. what was going on especially in the early movie later on there was enough context clues and like i understood what the plot of the story was so i could like make assumptions of what they Wait, were the saying the whole movies in the original shakespeare the, in- the entire movie and i don't know if That's it's original awesome. shakespeare but it's like so it's good. very shakespearean and it's denzel washington and uh as macbeth and um <clears throat> francis mcdonald as oh, so lady cool. macbeth and they are both so good and they give these long one take like super powerful dialogue like we call oh, them it's so good dude soliloquies and it's fucking awesome uh you would love it guard you absolutely need to watch it um the rest of the audience <laughs> uh go at your own risk you might not understand <laughs> what they're saying the entire movie do they say uh double double Toil and trouble during. They the absolutely film. do. That's awesome. they absolutely do. Also, the um the old witch crow ladies are terrifying. It's a very haunting the old movie. Crows, it's very the fates. Yeah, yeah, dude. They turn into crows. I don't know. I've never read actual Macbeth. I want you to watch it so we can talk about how close it is to actual Macbeth. Yeah. Because I'm not going to read actual Macbeth. Double, I'm just going to use your knowledge. Toil and trouble. I uh, I love Macbeth. They do say that as most um. Shakespeare fans do so. I I I want to see it really bad. It's incredible. No theater. I mean, it's on. It's on Laramie streaming right now. It. What? Where? Um, Apple Plus. Oh fuck, Apple Plus. Yeah. You're kidding me with that, dude. Dude, you just bought a MacBook. You should have like a free year of it. I don't. I have no idea if I do. I've never seen that. Uh, we'll talk about yeah, this offline. You get a free year with every Apple product. I had no idea. Maybe I'll turn. Well, it on. you're gonna you're gonna claim that and then help me, and I'm gonna uh, steal the password from you as a finder's fee, so I can watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I'm not gonna leave and any other other stuff. W- other stuff. I really like both of yours, so I'll just uh, emphasize those. Oh, great. <laughs> um, anything else before we sign off, Stone? No, none, nothing. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, well, that's all the time we have tonight, then. But as always. Thanks for stopping by. Dude, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> <laughs>